0: Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Hello and welcome to the Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal Transfer Show. Joining you this weekend, this Saturday on a weekend of Premier League action, our head of Arsenal's game against Brighton, which is tomorrow, of course, which we'll be talking about the fallout to more on Monday. But there's plenty of Premier League news uh, and transfer news as well to talk about here. And we will be doing that, of course, shortly with you guys. In the chat box, speaking of which, good morning to those of you that have joined us. Uh, Temi, good morning to you, to Stevie, to NSW, to Angela, to Old Dave, to Peter, uh, Lars, we've got Ray, we've got Martin, we've got Paul, Jorgen, Amira, Stephen, we've got Matt, Pam, Mark, Odirile, we've got AB. Uh, Thank you guys and girls for tuning in. It is very much appreciated. Thank you for that. Um, If indeed you would like to help us out by dropping a like on the video, it would be very much appreciated um so yeah thank you so much guys for for those that have left us kind words and reviews i tell you what though i was like i'm gonna hop over to to itunes you know to see if uh if we got any nice reviews in the last uh few weeks or so and and to be fair we got some nice (laughs) we got some nice reviews um we also got a a not so nice review which i'm gonna need your help with uh to be honest because uh it's just not on uh (laughs) here we go look look at this one tom seems like a very genuine kind and thoughtful person pleasure to listen to the next one presenter lectures to the audience so much i switched off <laughs> hey it's me you can't please everyone if you would like to leave a card review on the platform then please do uh, just head over to itunes if you listen over there and uh, it would be really helpful just to drown out those guys come on i'm not going i'm not going to please everyone especially people that don't really you know, like me talking about women's football at times. I mean, to be fair, do you want those people? Probably not. Um, but uh, yeah, it's certainly worth it. So thank you to those that continue to show the support to the channel. It means a lot. Peter, good morning to you. Thank you for becoming a member and as well becoming a member as well. You are very, very kindly welcomed back uh, or for the first time into the TGT member family. Uh, let's jump into today's stories, shall we? Uh, Spurs. One in the Premier League, um, beating a very disappointing Nottingham Forest side as Basuma was sent off. Of course, uh, it's a big blow, I think, to Spurs, they'll take the three points, um, uh, without a shadow of a doubt. And and Forest are looking incredibly, uh, very much incredibly disappointing. But Spurs have now got three difficult games that they will not have, um, you know, will not have Basuma. Four uh Spurs play Everton, they play Brighton away, and they play Bournemouth. Three teams that are all in decent form at the moment. They will be without their starting defensive midfielder. So let's see how they get on come the end of those runner fixtures. The win does move them six points clear of Manchester United ahead of their game this weekend in the table they still remain in fifth however very much away from arsenal still four points uh sorry three points behind us four points behind liverpool we of course still need to play our game this weekend which we will do tomorrow speaking of which the premier league action this weekend we got bournemouth against luton chelsea against sheffield united manchester city against crystal palace newcastle against fulham all those games are at three o'clock today the later kickoff today is a very interesting game down at the bottom of the table burnley against Everton. And then tomorrow, of course, you've got ourselves against Brighton, Brentford against Aston Villa, West Ham against Wolves, all two o'clock kickoffs. And then you've got in the afternoon at two thir- uh, Sorry, 4.30, you've got Liverpool against Manchester United. Very, very interesting indeed. So... Uh we're looking forward to hopefully Man United doing us a bit of a favour. Whether or not they do remains to be seen, and I'm very, very much highly doubtful that they will do. Uh, moving into the transfer stories, Arsenal are happy with Patino's progress. However, there has been uh, links with Juventus over the course of the last few months or so while he's been doing very well at Swansea. However, Fabrizio Romano has questioned these links and said that he's personally heard nothing on that side of things regarding any links to Juve. But Arsenal are indeed happy uh, with the progress that that he's made, and we talked in the summer about the fact that he was at the time seeking, you know, something of a, uh, you know, something of a a move away from the club on a permanent uh, basis because the timing of his his potential Arsenal future just was not aligning with the moves that Arsenal are making in the market for the likes of Declan Rice, etc. But indeed, it could look like we see Charlie Patino. I don't know if we make a new decision on him, but what we certainly will do is we certainly will see us, um, I think, decide whether or not... uh, He will decide whether or not there is a pathway into the midfield with still the likes of Rice there. But with Partey, Jorginho, Elneny, all maybe moving on in the coming months or so, maybe there will be a greater pathway and a greater opportunity for Patino. We've moved also for... Victor Ozymen, apparently. We've made contact with Victor Ozymen's uh, people. That is according to Culture Napoli, uh, who also claim that a new deal for the Nigerian striker is progressing and closing, but that that new deal, of course, will include a release clause which would help facilitate any potential move to a big club. And perhaps it is that that is the openness of Ozymen to sign a deal so that Napoli are protected in terms of the value that they could earn off any potential transfer but also, um, Victor Ozyman being contacted by Arsenal, if indeed this information is is true, which I can't say I've heard anything myself, uh, gives us an indication about where Arsenal's head's at in the business they would like to do. I'd be very surprised if Arsenal moved for a striker in January, as I have said. But maybe... Uh, In the summer, Ozymane continues to be a player that is linked to Arsenal and maybe he's a striker that Arsenal would end up going for. We would would have to wait and see because we have no way of knowing what's going to happen until that point. Now, Mikel Arteta, of course, touched upon a lot of stuff, including the FA charge team news and other things to do with the weekend's game in his press conference. And of course, we're going to talk about that and the quotes from that. Now we'll start with the team news. He said, Martinelli is feeling good. We have no other news apart from Mo. Mo had to be subbed off against PSV because he was felt something in his hamstring. We did a scan and it doesn't look too serious. So he's going to be with us, I think very soon, which is good news as well. So, and then his injury, which you do, to be honest, very much, uh, I guess, worry about, don't you? Because he's of an age and has had an injury record that sparks a little bit of concern whenever you see him go down injured, that it could be for a longer period of time. But it seems to be that it won't be necessarily for a longer period of time. He provides us with depth. I know he's not anywhere close to our starting options at the moment, but uh, I I don't think that We're in any way, shape or form looking at Anel Neni as a critical part of the starting 11. But it's good to know that he'll be back and available for us very soon in case we have another injury crisis in the midfield. But Martinelli, of course, who didn't feature against PSV, stayed behind because he was uh, a little bit ill this week. He has recovered and we are expecting him to be part of the squad at the weekend he was asked about his fa charge was Arteta? He said it um and whether or not it's something positive will come out of it he said it has to be it was a really good process and gave the opportunity for them to explain how they felt myself how i felt as well and the reasons behind it okay the outcome is that i'm not charged but i think we have to draw a line and look for how we can be more constructive and learn from it and move forwards That's it. It was good. I felt a lot of sympathy, to be fair. Once I explained how sometimes as managers with the pressure that we're under and how important details are for our job, because I love what I do so much and I want to continue doing it. But the reality last year was that 14 managers lost their jobs, which is incredible. We depend on results. That's it. When the outcome at the end is is that important? I'm really emotional about it. Now, no one remembers what happens three weeks ago when you lost a game, you lost another one because of a different reason. I think it was a really good process. So. Interesting. I think it's a lot of words um, without saying loads of stuff specifically kind of about a reaction to the, the charge in itself. He clearly enjoyed the, the process of it, you know, the sympathy that was shown towards him for the emotion. I think the key for him in this whole scenario is that he feels that his own emotion, the situation that presented itself wasn't taken into context when looking specifically at what he said. Um the whole I thing we talked about a little bit more in depth yesterday, if you want to get my thoughts on that. So yeah, <laughs> there you go. He was asked about Kai Havertz's goal and why it wasn't given against Villa. He says the handball, anything that happens in the box has to be clear. Unfortunately today it's very difficult to understand what it is because there are many things that can happen. But we're in the direction to resolve that and we're all very eager to resolve that in the best possible way. And I'm positive that it will happen um i mean it wasn't a goal by the rules of the game it's not a goal it touches Havertz's hand i know some people like to claim that it touched cash first but that wasn't handball it's also not the rules um and so that goal should not have stood if Enketia would have scored it would have stood but uh, sadly it was um Havertz who of course touched it with his hand unintentionally but still it doesn't matter if it's unintentional it's still according to the rules handball so Yeah, uh, it doesn't matter what Arteta says in that case. It's just about a rule, I think, change being needed in that sense. He was asked about Rebecca Welch becoming the first female referee uh, when she takes charge of a game on December 23rd. And he he said, I think it's great news. I wish Rebecca all the best in this new experience. I think the feedback is going to be really positive. What women's football is on and the diversity that we have now is incredibly positive for the league. And it's something that was needed. Uh, I'm glad that Arteta and myself align on that, um, that it is something that was needed. Key word there. Being needed, uh, he was asked a little bit later on about Brighton, and he says about kind of their um, the importance of facing Brighton and Liverpool, uh, a huge two massive games for us. Really, uh, he says, like every week, in the end, we have to play against every team. The schedule is what it is right now, but we have two very big games coming up, and then we have as well on the twenty eighth and the thirty first. So this period is vital around the moment in the year, and we will try to win every game. That's for sure. And I, if Arsenal can come through these games against Brighton, Liverpool, West Ham um, and of course Fulham on New Year's Eve as well. Arsenal would have done very well indeed. We're playing four teams that have done very good things so far this season. Uh, are all involved in in plenty of, of opportunities to, to hurt big sides and if Arsenal come through this period unscathed, maybe dropping a point or two here or there then maybe we'll do very, very well to uh, uh, to, to look at where we are in the table come the new year. I guess is, is, is probably the best way to put it. Um scrolling down he was asked a little bit about uh, the comments if he would make them again after the newcastle game he says in life it's too easy to do that it was done i defended my opinion i expressed my opinion i say again that i'm fully supportive of how we have to improve the game and the referees are a big part of that they know that the managers as well players as well everyone is involved we have the duty and responsibility to do that it's good that we can discuss things in an open and honest way that's what i tried to do, um, and he was asked also about the FA saying that he was charged because he's a high-profile manager. He says we have a huge duty; it's part of our role to conduct ourselves in the best way and represent the game, the league, and our clubs in the best possible way. This is what we try to do every day, and sometimes better, and sometimes worse. But it is our intention. Again, that recognises the the issue in which they were kind of there was a decision made to charge him uh, for words which, if made by a lower league manager would not have faced the same charge, which I find and have talked about yesterday in detail as being rather ridiculous. Um, He was asked about if more ex-players should be involved in officiating. He says, I don't know about the solution. They have to find the solution and we have to try and support with other ideas that we have put on the table and try to move the game constantly for that was the last word from the broadcasted section of the press conference and I have to say that I've said time after time that I think that the VAR should be third party operated I think that it should be operated by people separated from the group of referees that we currently have because that is the best way that we're going to remove that empathy side of things in terms of you know making the decision for your mate as Mike Dean once said and more so making decisions that are right for the game and I think that a third party operation of those would make the most sense so yeah that's my thoughts on that we're going to go to part two now and your questions right after this hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes at McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. Shout out to uh, Bakery Lasagna in the chat, who has been a member now for 12 months. It is the TGT anniversary of our uh, cat-loving uh, chat box member. So thank you, Bakery Lasagna, for supporting the channel. It is very much appreciated. On the same day as Rule Walters' 19th birthday, as Derek points out, as well. it was also Santi Cazola's birthday, I think, yesterday. I completely missed that. I can't believe one of my favourite players of all time, if not my favourite player of all time, uh, in an Arsenal shirt, uh, missing his birthday unforgivable behaviour from myself, so I can only really apologise uh, for that. Um, Matt says, which missed transfer target from the past few years do you most wish that we successfully brought in? Excellent question. Uh, because it makes me really have to think hard about the players that we've missed out on. I mean, you think about Mudric, you think about Kaiseido. You also have to think about if we'd have signed those players, it might have meant that we didn't sign someone else. So signing Kaiseido may mean that we didn't get rice. Signing um, Madrid may mean that we didn't get Trossard. Uh, Rafinha is another player. I, Rafinha is probably up there because I think we could have really done with a right-sided competitor for Saka as someone else to to look to bring in as well. Arsenal were linked with Diomunde before he moved to Sporting as well when he was at Midland, and missing out on that deal when it was a lot cheaper might be something that we end up regretting somewhat because it might cost us a significant amount of money to go get him if we do indeed want him in the future. Um, but last few years, Zoboslai, I guess, obviously comes to mind um, for for very obvious reasons. Uh, if you guys know, I was very keen on us signing Zoboslai and uh, Maximius, yeah, as I'm saying it, writes it in the chat box. So, yeah, there you go. Certainly, he was one of those that I was uh, very, very frustrated with. Uh, Darren says, I read somewhere that Arsenal want the Salantina attacker Belay um, Dia, and we're going to offer Patino plus cash. Is there any information on that? I mean, let's have a look at where that information is coming from. I've not seen that personally. Belay Dia, Arsenal. Shall we have a quick look? Uh, Arsenal willing to offer Charlie Patino plus cash for Serie A striker. Uh, Belay Dia, 27 year old uh, striker. Again, I laugh when I see 27 year old striker because I just can't see us going after. A 27-year-old sent a forward. Uh, this is according to um, reports suggest. But what are the reports? Show me show me the reports. I need to see who's confirmed this. Uh, it doesn't seem to be. I'm reading the Team Talk article. Um, and it says, Mikel Arteta is keen on signing new striker and reports suggest that Arsenal are weighing up a move. But I can't. I'm scanning through the piece. And I can't see any reference to what the source oh here it is according to sport del sud um who when i actually click on the article it says website status, status suspicious <laughs> so make of that what you will when i've clicked on the actual website it just says website status suspicious so i'm not going to go through with actually reading that article and that probably tells you darren all you need to know um <laughs> about the link there maybe so i surprise that's not the case um let's go to um oh dave says tom is there really a stream yard god or are you just mad at peak why would i be mad at what's Peekahoo? was pika Peek first and stream yards mugged them off i'm assuming that's probably what it is justice for pika yes there you go i've read your name out are you happy now <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i, I don't stream yard mugs basically because at the moment until i sort out the microphone situation with my new laptop i'm back on my old laptop and what that means is is i set up the podcast on my new laptop email it over to my old laptop where i then jump on and do the show on it by the time i've jumped on Streamyard on the new laptop sometimes it cuts off even more so a lot more people in the chat box so yeah that's an explanation as to why that happens but uh (laughs) until my new laptop or i get another laptop i'm gonna continue to have to do this on my old one um Let's go to Enigma who says, what is the purpose of loaning out players like John Jules without giving them a chance? Um, I guess to see if they can build up fitness, get some consistency. You're never going to give everybody a chance. It's as simple as that. And the expectation that you're going to give certain players a chance is wrong because you can't do that. The expectations around Arsenal and the aims for the season are far too high to give opportunities to players that are you know, not necessarily um, in the minds of the club. And not only that, but... Sometimes players like John Jules being a very good example has had consistent injury problems, which have meant that the opportunity for Arsenal to sell him just simply have not come forward because clubs aren't interested in trying to sign him or buying him because he hasn't been able to stay fit. And that's been true again this season. So he will probably leave Arsenal on a free eventually and join a club and find somebody in in the Football League that will take him and we wish him all the best when that happens, but it's the point of loaning those players out is to see if they can respond to a loan, is to get some consistent minutes, and then if Arsenal can make some money on them, they hope to do that. Mika is probably a good example of that. He's doing very well at Motherwell at the moment. Arsenal might be able to make some money off of him. He's never going to get a chance in the Arsenal first team. I'd be very, very surprised if he did. Um, so, yeah, that's that's why the club send players out on loan despite the fact that they're never going to give them a chance in the first team so i hope that answers your question uh derek says kai is still sitting on four yellow cards so if he receives one against brighton wouldn't he miss the liverpool game yes he would he has been on four yellow cards for a fair few weeks now so i think he's very much well aware of the fact that he's on that that yellow card threshold so i think he has to make it through until the new year and once he does that, he'll be fine. But, um, yeah, he's still very much on the edge of things. Also, slight correction. I did see someone else point it in the chat box. I can't remember who it was who said that um, the uh, Basuma red card is his second of the season, which means, of course, that means he'll miss four games um, because of the extra suspension of getting another red, which is quite funny, which means I think he misses the FA Cup game against Burnley in the Premier League. Um Jürgen says, not a question, but it's not possible to give you five stars on Spotify. Only four stars or lower is allowed to submit. Is that, the, is that true? Yeah. Is that is that is that what's stopping you? Yeah. Just the semantics of giving a five-star review. I mean, you could be telling the truth. I've absolutely no idea. But I don't know why on earth there would only be an option to give you four stars on Spotify. Yeah. Um, Pika who says only thing with Ozimen is the price for me, just because it's a lot of money for a risk, he might not adopt the Premier League. It's a lot of money, and we could invest in two times 50 million pound players to promote from the youth side of things. I guess so. I, I do think that, um, I do think that we're in a situation with uh Ozymen that the idea of spending 130 million or 112 million pounds seems kind of crazy. It really does seem absolutely ridiculous um that, that we would spend that amount of money on a striker that is a very, very good, but is very different to what we've got. He is, you know, your striker that's a great finisher in the box, but is his wider game, is his all round game good enough to justify the idea that we could spend that amount of money and that it would be worth the investment rather than going for maybe a younger centre forward that's got a greater level of potential or could reach that level and has a better all-round game. Is that something that we need to look to do? And that's why when people say, well, Tom, who would you sign? I say, ask me in the summer, because I think a lot can change between now and then. If you've not yet dropped a like on the video, by the way, guys, please do. We got over a thousand likes on yesterday's show, which is amazing. Um, And our weekends are always the most challenging for, of course, us to try and hit that 1,000 like threshold so if you haven't already dropped a like on the video please do i also love the amount of people that left a comment saying that they realized they weren't actually subscribed and have now subscribed so i wasn't lying i genuinely sometimes youtube just throws up these videos of suggestions and you think you're subbed but actually it's just on your suggested page because you watch it every day make sure you're subbed it's important it's important uh hunter says question tom do you think odegaard should spend some time on the bench to regain his strength I don't know if it's about regaining strength. I think Erdegaard has... And the only way he's going to regain composure, I guess, and form is by playing. There's no way in the world I'm dropping Erdegaard from the team at the moment. He's incredibly important. We improve a lot when he's in the team rather than when he's not. So, no, Hunter, I wouldn't be dropping Erdegaard at the moment. Um, Let's go to... uh, Wontong Soup says, I saw someone say that West Ham could win Serie A. (laughs) Yeah, the disrespect to European leagues is real. No, they couldn't win Serie A. Um, they only just won the Europa Conference League and they had to squeeze past, um, was it uh, Frankfurt? Uh, no, Fiorentina, sorry, um, in the final. So, yeah, I, I, I very much doubt West Ham would be winning Serie A when they have to just squeeze past Fiorentina to win that competition. Um, Jack says, will Arsenal get any offers for Nketiah in January if we sign someone else? Will we sell him? I think there's an argument. that I don't think we'll sign a striker until we got like a good offer from Enketia to be honest. I can't see us being able to do that. So I think it's more reliant on Enketia leaving than it is on somebody joining before he's sold. I think also our priorities in the January window are not as center forward, as I've said. I think in midfield and in defence, they're the areas that you're going to see if they do spend, if they do sign someone, that it's probably going to be in, in those areas. So... Yeah, but we are getting very close to that January window. We're only 15 days away uh, from the end of December, and then January is open. You've probably seen already some players are starting to move. We saw Van de Beek uh, agree a deal with Frankfurt. He will join on loan with an option of around £15 million pounds to sign him on a permanent deal, I think, from Manchester United. So that's one to look out for. But yeah, there are deals that can be done. You can start, obviously, having conversations with clubs, and you can come to agreements with sides, and then the deal will become finalised and finished in January but some clubs of course just refuse to talk to you up until January because they're focusing on the football and then when the window opens that's when you can actually start having those discussions so it's not as easy as some people see like those deals happen we saw Gakpo agree to join Liverpool before January opened it doesn't always work that way it's just because one club does it doesn't mean another club can because some clubs just refuse to have any conversations with clubs until the window actually opens which is In some ways, fair enough, they want to focus on the games leading up and through the Christmas period. But a lot of European teams, of course, go on their breaks over winter and they have their winter break. So that can open up opportunities if the club would want to do that. And there's also some players that are available on those pre-contract agreements in January because their deals are expiring come the end of the season. Um, Piku says, Tom, the eye test on Bakayoko was very good last week. Have you looked into his stats yet? What's his worth and do you think he is someone that we could suit? I haven't yet. Um, I can do a quick glance now. Look at his profile. Let's have a quick check on how he's repping. It's also very important to point out that when you look at players on FBref from the Eredivisie, they're not being compared against all leagues. They're being compared against leagues, I think, outside of the. Uh, if I can tell you right now, it uh, compared against peers from the men's 14 competitions outside of the top five leagues. That said, he does represent a very, very, very good profile. It's mostly in the 80s and 90s for the majority of his stats other than for goals, which I guess is a key part. 69% are for goals, but 90th for shots, 99th for assists, 93rd for expected assisted goals, 90th for non-penalty XG and expected AG, 95th for shot-creating actions, 84th uh, for passes completed, 80th for pass completion, 99th for progressive carries, 98th for successful take-ons, 98th for touches in the attacking penalty area, 99th for progressive passes recovered, 84th for blocks and 76th for tackles as well is certainly worth um, taking note of. But he has three goals and eight assists in 15 Eredivisie games so far this season. PSV have won all 15 of their Eredivisie matches, which is certainly worth taking into account. They've been on great form. So uh, that's certainly worth uh, remembering. But he looks a really interesting player. And if Arsenal want to go and sign some depth and attack and speed and technical ability, it seems Bakayoko would not be a bad option um, just from a quick glance and having seen a little bit of him. But it seems like he would be a very good option indeed uh ken says uh, good morning tom how likely do you think it is for us to win both the premier league and champions league this season to me it feels like our chances are slightly better in the champions league matches give us more room for free-flowing attacks i do tend to agree ken i think games are a lot more open in the champions league which does suit our style a lot more and i think obviously you've got to win less games to win the champions league so yes obviously the the peril of losing a game is is much higher but with two-legged affairs it gives you that extra chance i'm really excited to see who we draw um in the last 16. shall we have a quick check on when is the last 16 champions league draw um it will take place on monday the 18th of december um at three o'clock local time so it was that 2 p.m uk time um very exciting monday three o'clock doing the draw for the champions league That's going to be very, very interesting indeed. Uh, Elliot says, uh, hey, Tom, uh, it's uh, Elliot from the Lunchtime Fan Debates Chats. (laughs) Seasons greetings to you and yours. I'm in London for my cousin's wedding and we'll be at the match against Brighton. Very hopeful to see you there. I will be there. I'll be there tomorrow. I'm going to be in and around London beforehand. I usually get to the ground about a couple of hours before the game uh, as well. So, I'll be there before, I'll be around in London afterwards as well. So I hope to see as many of you as possible. Obviously, I'll be in the press box as well. So those that walk past it, uh, as long as you don't shout and scream across it, which I always find very funny when Morgan does, but come on. I'm around my peers. You can't you can't be shouting and screaming across. Um, everyone's looking like, who is Tom? Why is he so special? Uh, Maximilien says, you spoke about the lack of diversity in the PGMOL. We have had the first woman referee and the first black referee in 15 years. Uh, they heard you, Tom. They did it. Yes, we talked about this a little bit yesterday. Um, it's fantastic news. Um, and I really sincerely hope that, it, that it's successful. The whole point of it is to, in the long term, broaden our view of um well it's it's to broaden the quality that we have of referees because if you offer the opportunity to only a small group of people the maximum quality you can get is going to be restricted if you open up the opportunity to a larger number of people in the long term you can push the needle of the quality you know if you think about it the premier league the quality of the game of football has got better in the premier league over the last 30 40 50 years A big part of that is, of course, the sports science and the coaching and things like that. But you know what? It's also because we have opened our doors to the world, you know, Uh, and that is also really, really important. Um, So, yeah, I think that's fantastic evidence of if you open up to a wider, diverse range of people, you improve the quality overall in the long term. Uh, Pablo says, any MLS players that interest you, Tom? I think the obvious one. Um, and I can't say I've been too much across um the the MLS so far this season. Um, but the obvious one is is Tiago Almeida, a 22-year-old Argentinian. I don't know if there's any news about whether or not he has um, selected the club. I think I saw about a week ago there were some quotes to say that he wanted to go to Europe, but Tiago Almeida is probably the one that stands out the most, Pablo, of them all. But I don't think that's gonna be any surprise to anyone. He's probably the most talented MLS player that there is amongst the crop of players there so unsurprising indeed um just checking if i missed any super chats no all good i, I clicked back i clicked the back button <laughs> i clicked the wrong button i was just checking if we had any super chats and then left sorry about that i'm back <laughs> i don't know what happened there apparently if you click both buttons on your mouse at the same time it takes you back i Never done that in a very, very long time. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. Uh, Sorry for that little interruption. Those on uh, Spotify, that bit will be edited out for you, but uh, I just left the entire stream for no reason. I just had enough by that point. Uh, Thank you everyone for listening. Really appreciate it. Uh, Do drop a like on the video, of course, before you go and uh, subscribe to the channel if you're new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show. Have a fantastic day uh, and a fantastic weekend. Enjoy the football. Let's hope Man City drops some points. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates are around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McC delivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18+, plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at Byheart.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.